listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Den. How's everybody's Monday going? I'm working on my glutes and my ass and apparently my abs. And let me tell you, they are very sore currently and I do not love it. (laughs) I am also extremely tired because I have been incorporating some of these more, what do you want to call those? They're just 20 minute workouts that I'm doing in lieu of running because Mimi's out there showing off with her lost weight looking all good and stuff and I'm like let me get my ass together I mean two weeks you slip up man and shit goes downhill real quick so I needed to put in some double time and thus I've been getting my my well I've been doing stretching and for about I would say about 15 minutes of stretching and then I'm about 15 minutes of the 20 minutes of those videos because they're very, <laughs> very intensive workouts for that short minute or period of time. So I'll be hurting and I can't go running because y'all know that I have a 38 double D. So they're not made for running. They're not. I will get a concussion or I might sprain my whole damn boob. Can you imagine going into the ER and having to explain, I'm sorry, I have a broken titty. Can you fix this? Cause it's broke. There's no bones in there, ma'am. I don't know what the fuck it is, but all of the mass and stuff is twisted because I was running. And then I know exactly what the doctor gonna say. Bitch, you know you a damn double D. Why the hell would you do this? So that's my life. Thank you for checking in. Since we started with Mixtus last week, let's start with 911 this week. This is season four, episode four. I believe that's right, but I could be wrong. Written by Juan Carlos Coto and directed by Jan Turner, who worked on White Wedding. I gave this episode a 9 out of 10. I liked seeing Buck's backstory, even if some of it was very cliche. Mimi previewed that she was emotional wreck during this episode. I leaked out a tear at the end, but only because the right words were said to explain exactly who buck is he did really good the actor with the emotional beats although there were a few times where (laughs) i was like is he supposed to be like a surfer dude or is he a midwestern because i'm very conflicted on what his very early well no i guess you call that college phase to late stage uh fighting whatever his eat pray love stage was in his life i'm like are you supposed to be kind of like a frat boy or are you because we got to talk about that hair we'll get there like i predicted he was a spare parts kid and maddie really tried to slow play that talking about um yeah this is my brother our brother daniel and he died 
and you know everything was different before daniel died and you know everyone was happy at that point but then it was kind of like this dark cloud and yeah you were born sometime in that three-year period in which he had leukemia and then he starts putting the math together being like uh i'm surprised they didn't try a bone marrow transplant uh well we all weren't compatible okay so you could have just came out with that and not had me figure the shit out you knew that was what it was (laughs) i was born to save my brother and then i didn't even end up saving him he died that's fucked up and it also is a stain that does not easily wash away for all this whole entire episode it's like yeah we gonna try to wash it away or we'll forgive i guess you gotta forgive but that's more for you than for them because i don't like i don't forgive them and he shouldn't forget and i'm glad at the end of the episode he was like no i still grew up feeling unloved and just because you want to tell me now that you love me great 29 years later after the emotional scarring has caused permanent damage so i guess thanks but he wasn't conceived of love but of necessity and that is something that is going to cause you to feel a certain way and then if you don't know and someone like everyone kept it from you that's even worse these parents really are the worst i want to be empathetic to their situation and i am as parents trying to do all they can to save their son but you trash for the 20 plus years afterwards (laughs) of daniel dying in which i cannot defend your behavior sure you were grieving at some point yes i'm sure he looked like the child that died but you also can't just be like well i'm in a tough situation right now they're children you're supposed to be the parent for them you're supposed to get the help that you need so that you can parent them and if you cannot then you need to find someone else that can that's just sometimes how it is like sometimes the worst parents the best thing they did for their child was to leave them with someone else like i'm not gonna fuck you up i'm not gonna do good at this job i'm not what you need right now let me try to find you what you need while i work on myself or maybe i just can't and i need to go ahead and hope that you find someone better that can that is decisions that you gotta make that's what happens when you push out the baby and you create it you create that life you're responsible for that life you are responsible for the emotional health of that life and just because you went through losing a child does not mean you then get to give up on the other two or treat them definitely one worse than the other and it's so damn noticeable in the flashbacks that i'm not even (laughs) trying to be as sympathetic as the show is trying to make me for all that she was defending though the parents to evan or buck because that's what he wants to be called she's telling the parents like yeah exactly what i'm saying like stop saying it's my it's not my fault it's not you keep on talking about it's not your fault but it is your fault and you need to take responsibility for that and you need to own your mistake and you need to step up and i mean that's the whole thing they was all i we're proud of you this that another thing they didn't own their damn mistake saying oh we never blamed you that's not i'm sorry 
that's not i was a terrible parent and then she go tell her other child once maddie calls them out after she and put her ass on the line defending them even though i don't know what she expected out of this whole entire situation other than she wanted the cat out of the bag but then she said the cat can't come out of the bag you wanted them here for selfish ass reasons and then you really was gonna try to keep this whole thing on the dl then told your boyfriend about it right when they was coming explain to me explain to me all that aside for you to be like literally nine months pregnant and you're gonna say you're not a mother yet shut your bubblegum dumb dumb looking ass the fuck up she should have replied in that moment who the fuck do you think raised evan because it sure wasn't y'all asses and then we see all that in the flashbacks so for her to just let that slide talking about you're not a mother yet and you see that pissed her off but she's still on that respect level that i would never <laughs> maybe it's because i'm a millennial this is why i don't talk to my grandma and my mother tells me this all the time but i'm like i don't have time for stupid ass ignorant people i don't give a fuck if you related to me or not if you every time i'm around you all you gotta do is be negative or talk shit or be disrespectful not really give a shit about what's happening in my life i don't give a fuck if we got blood that does not mean i have to give you my energy i'm not calling you you don't even think to call me if you cared so much then you would pick up the phone but you don't and i don't because there's nothing in which i want to say to you so stop telling me to call my grandma (laughs) she is a racist she is a homophobe she says things that are so backwards that it makes trump supporters look like they would be her friends except on opposite sides of the coin yeah we got ours too they just ain't as crazy <laughs> they ain't going out in the world and try to fucking take down capitol buildings and shit talking about take me to your leader or our leader <laughs> they i'm serious they watched years and years and was like we got a whole plan right here this whole entire show they gave us a map of what we need to do they didn't catch the part where it failed nah that wasn't computing whatsoever in flashbacks though it's clear that the mom hates the reminder of evan's face and can't be bothered to clean up this poor child's wounds that are very evident he don't even get taught to ride a bike by his parents he's getting taught by his sister who takes off the training wheels and then forgets to tell him how to turn he all up in the street why the fuck he in the street see if an adult was doing this he would know to be on the sidewalk because you shouldn't be anywhere near the street when you're learning how to ride the bike because that is you not knowing how to ride the bike and vehicles that would react to you and possibly run your ass over and that's what almost does happen like twice and y'all still was like let me ride the bike instead of get the fuck up off the bike and walk the back back here where you're not in front of actual traffic and even when the parents are arguing downstairs as if he can't hear or anyone else can maddie apparently was justifying the parents behavior even at an early age and put it in his mind that them yelling and screaming and being absolutely rude and disrespectful is how they show their love and since dad decides to buy ice cream and a new bike afterwards instead of explain why that bike would have meant something because it had the word daniel on it why didn't he say evan 
hey maddie who's daniel because the name's right here on the license plate <laughs> so this is how he decides to get his parents attention and love by becoming a daredevil and continues to get hurt and then you have maddie doing this 90 special thing where she's just shaking her head like this is okay instead of emotionally <laughs> damaging <laughs> especially when they bring him soup and some pizza i'm like what the hell is going on here like this is not cute whatsoever you should be alarmed he then shares the news with his real family at the 118 and despite his facade everyone can see that this hurts him deeply then chim shows up to talk in private but he's like no all the tea is out now motherfucker i know but it's not really your fault you don't gotta apologize your sister or my sister put you in an awkward ass situation and she has made very poor decisions in the last 48 to 72 hours (laughs) so when she showed up to apologize about her 29 year old bombshell he tells her nah sis this is not about me this is about you because you are a bitch and he ain't wrong to say it you said i invited to the, them to town i didn't even tell you a, a heads up that i was inviting them in town until they was already basically at the door and then you just start acting weird they start acting weird you're like i'm not gonna tell the secret but at the same time i'm just gonna want my baby box and i want my them my child to have uncles and the family and i want my parents here and i want them to celebrate my life and be involved but at the same time i'm gonna not act like there's still unfinished business between the parents and you yeah you was selfish understandably so in some respect but still selfish also you can totally tell dark was not doing the casting because none of them young versions look nothing like this older version or maybe i'm just not comfortable seeing uh buck with blonde hair in any (laughs) anyway flashback once again he crashes his bike and can't go home his motorbike this time or motorcycle because his parents uh, would not be happy that he has taken his tuition money for community college and decided to host some keggers and make some repairs to his bike instead of get an education and she's got abuse going on at home because she's a nurse she ended up putting herself through nursing school so through everything that she went through she did make herself a career and that career was giving to other people so that should be acknowledged uh the doug situation is what she doesn't want to really share with her brother and i'm so tired of the mama's white woman tears and her yelling every time i just see her head shaking and she's just twitching i'm just like stop it go somewhere else just fall apart and melt somewhere into a spa of freaking lotion because you need it for your ashy ass face i don't like her maddie and buck make plans to leave when she leaves a note saying i changed my mind but it's because she got beat the fuck up when she tried to leave doug and she wanted him to get away because she couldn't get away but she couldn't feel the need to tell him that because he probably then would have stayed so that's where i'm like she had her shit going on and her reasons i'm judging her mostly for the last week (laughs) 
she did help him too you know she gave him the car she gave him money to get started and that led him to a lot of eat pray basically being white in america because i can't imagine a brother going around and this being his life (laughs) for any amount of time (laughs) but he's sending postcards of him going into random places around the globe getting jobs trying to figure out who the hell he is he became a mixologist like twice when i saw that blonde hair with that shirt and the necklace he looked like the most generic version of the ken doll i was waiting for barbie to pop up up with her jean skirt and her little pink jacket and her sunglasses in the corvette i'm a barbie girl in the barbie anyhow he meets some firemen and because they're a family and he's looking for a family that seems like a good idea and since there were three evans in his class that's how he got the nickname buck and now he's found his new family at the 118 and his real family comes to his rescue because this entire episode he has been in this building rescuing this guy but he's having a difficult time the guy doesn't seem to be making it he's all passed out and just as he is refusing to give up however it's impossible that he's gonna be able to move this fucking tank his family comes and backs him and the music swelling that was emotional but it didn't get the tear they tell him no one blamed him for staying hen does anyway and that you know you get because he says i got lost cap and bobby immediately alleviates his guilt telling him it was amazing there thus understandable and then he said i almost gave up and hen's like it's all good he's like what did she say we did and we always will like we're always gonna be here for you bruh then proud dad bobby when mom rolls up onto the scene she had one scene and she knocks it out of the park every time that's a damn queen bobby's like uh guess who pulled out the last survivor and she's like is that my son of course that's my son because he's my son you just being buck and he's like i don't even know what that means and everybody shares a look and she's like i don't even know what the hell is going on but my baby needs my hand so let me tell you buck means never giving up that's what buck means to me and that that person is appreciative that you are his hero today and that whatever you do you don't stop and then she gave bobby a look like we're gonna talk about this uh over the foot massage later that you giving me because i need to know what that was all about the real parents the dna parents is what i like to call them they show up at the fire station we have one brief moment of eddie (laughs) it was big last week they gave him a story last week i keep just joking but y'all know i got like a a murder watch on (laughs) the murder or what do you want to call it death watch that's what you call it but the real parents show up and they finally say that they're proud of him and the line that got me in my feels was you were born to save someone and that's what you do every day he needed that 
because that was some real shit right there but not from these bitches i wish it was from anyone else but them and then chim comes to say you gotta forgive maddie if you can forgive your parents and he's more like you don't understand i had a relationship with maddie (laughs) she could have told me in the last i don't know even before they got here but he ends up giving him the full story about the jeep and why she couldn't go and this allows for them to reconcile and you do see that you know she was an abuse victim dealing with some legitimate ass issues of her own and while her delivery of this was a little sloppy it was in the best interest of buck in the end herself a little bit too but definitely loved him and parented him way more than the parents actually did gave him his freedom never gave up on him yeah she gave a lot to him so yeah he was right about that you were loved by maddie and you can't just disregard that and that's how we end the episode which means it's time for this is season two episode four living on a prayer written by spencer taylor directed by anton cropper i gave this episode a 10 out of 10 just because it touched on some realistic stuff we have had these conversations before me 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 and shy (laughs) i was about to make us a ship name Mimi shy chris no that does not work at all not even a little bit i'll think about it in my free time (laughs) or comment below what's our ship name so this episode was talking about church and i'm just gonna put it out there i don't like (laughs) i don't subscribe to it i don't read the bible I don't say prayers but I come from a very diverse background or family of religious folks my mom is well she started we started Pentecostal I say we because I was put there and then she went to non-denominational now she just preaches from her couch yes church from her couch um i've actually tried to get her back into an actual church but she never seems to want to go because she likes her sundays to chill but she also wants to talk about how god is this that and the everything all the time which is a little you know um problematic not problematic that seems like it's an issue between us because it's really not it's more like she don't bring that around here every once in a while she'll bust it open i'll look at her and then she'll she'll pretty much shut it down my grandma is what is she oh she's jehovah witness and then my aunt is baptist my sister is muslim and then 
everyone else is in between i think my sister she believes in like the bible she just don't want to go to church (laughs) she's like that's the day of rest that i'm resting and i'm like well it's what it says so we start with Bo wanting to go to church because her friend has invited her and that's where people are advertised to go when the world is feeling overwhelming and sad both parents are very much against this because they're not down with the church they were down with the commune that said procreate because we need someone to work these fields um (laughs) very disturbing that that sweater Bo was wearing my mom used to pick out my clothes too and my sister's clothes for the most part I didn't give a shit growing up in high school what I looked like but my sister really did and she would pack a set of clothes in her book bag to change when she got to school I don't know why that um was relevant other than to say I know what it feels like to wear ugly ass shit that your parents have put on you and be completely oblivious to the matter Harrison randomly just be there like I didn't even see him walk in the house (laughs) I don't know if anyone else knew he was there but he wanted to add his two cents into the conversation that church stops uh young kids from crack rock (laughs) and then Didi come in like this is her home she don't bother to knock just all up in the fridge get her some snack don't ask at all and i guess that is what it's like with your family because i go to my mom's house and i don't bother to knock i just open the door because i know they dumbasses got the door open i be saying it all the time why is your door unlocked you do not live in the suburbs them i can see why they i mean they lived in a commune they don't even know what security means and it's 1986 so the crack wars hadn't really uh you know escalated too far yet and then they're still in the suburbs i'm a little bit more lenient for them but there's dots all over the crime map in their neighborhood i had to pause because my kid just overflowed the toilet so that was fun monday is still happening i'm looking at her like why do you have t-rex turds i don't understand and she eat fiber i feed it to her anyhow back to the children they come in and say what's hell they call it heck all episode and i was laughing so hard because that put me back in my feels of growing up because you never said hell so you would either say he double hockey sticks or heck and i was like oh my gosh i remember that and my my response was fear tactics to enforce conformative behavior or the place where republicans go but harrison thinks it's the place that democrats go and where people are not good paul said i saw you tip a date in quarters she had a bus to catch Didi, don't you dare dare co-sign that ma'am that is disrespectful to the whole entire species he should do better 
Paul and Alicia Banbo from going to church. And that's not okay. She can make up her own mind. I'm just not going to pretend I think differently. And that's where Paul was kind of lean, but then he was going all Bill Maher with it. And that's where he was in the wrong. But it's really hard when you like she's old enough i don't know about the youngins but at the same time i give them the choice i've always given my daughter the choice she had um she went i said had well her dad didn't give her the choice but (laughs) i gave her the choice she would go with mimi and them and sometimes she wanted to go sometimes she didn't want to go now she's like almost 12 and like now i don't subscribe to that idea she's all in to anime too so they got really weird ideas about death um (laughs) it's just so hard for me when you really go into religion and this is where i struggle with it because you need to accept christ into your heart as your one lord and savior and you need to consciously make that decision what four to five year old consciously makes that decision you can't you don't even understand the text or the material so in my mind it's indoctrination in which you start to introduce an idea and then you continue to use that idea to shape their ideas about life and thus by the time they are 15 they're making choices based on behaviors that have been taught to them versus choices that they've actually made and we know how people don't like to actually use more parts of their brain for more than ingrained behaviors or autopilot mode behaviors and thus we have a cult of understanding versus actual free will of acceptance of understanding and then some of the stories in the bible are batshit crazy just read it yourself and i'm sure (laughs) if you've read many other books in the same context at the same age you'd be like huh these are some very interesting works of fiction then depending on the religion that you're in they touched on a little bit about catholics why do little boys need to go up and down the the aisles as altar boys and spend a lot of time with older men what does contraception have to do with the afterlife these are questions i have johan and santi in bunk beds is way too cute i had bunk beds growing up as well this whole episode was nostalgia just so you guys know johan's like um so are you afraid that we're gonna go to heck and she's like i'm all down for heaven that sounds like a fabulous place but heck sounds terrible and he's like well apparently you have to not lie and i tell lies every day because i don't change my underwear every day like i say i do and that's disgusting but you're a boy and kind of expected so they decide let's just prepare for hell at least they think it practically then we got the black church experience i got ptsd in like two seconds when i saw Didi's Dee outfit i was like oh lord why in the hats and then you saw rainbow she was all excited with the bible in her hand and i was like oh gosh and then why y'all trying to like ruin rainbow's love of it because they really being like you can't show up to church and start talking shit at church that's where i'm like y'all bill maher ended up y'all don't need to rub it in they just don't show up that's what i did i'm like oh you're going to church 
I see you back at four o'clock. <laughs> I'm not going with you. <laughs> you going with Aunt Didi? Aunt Didi, bring her back at four. I'm supporting you by letting you go. That's what you wanted. You didn't ask me to come with you. And Didi's church outfit, though, was slain. It was very Baptist church. And yes, it is straight up Jones an hour as soon as you do get to church because everybody be talking smack about everybody else. I don't know how this is supposed to make you feel good, but apparently all the stopping and the singing afterwards and the few, you know, positive words alleviate the experience that right afterwards people talk shit behind each other's back about their entire lives. Then we got Harrison showing up talking about uh y'all got photos of Rick James? to goodness i cannot deal with either one of them they are so funny and then they debate the age old question of what ethnicity was jesus y'all both wrong he is not a stone cold brother and he's definitely not white he was born in bethlehem and if you look on a map it's in israel so that makes him what israelian why do we need to keep debating this shit it's simple geography motherfuckers white people from white regions whitewashed him and black people said he brown enough so we gonna claim his melanin as our own harrison saying he turned um he turned wine into water not any oh no he didn't i swear to god we would be such best friends because i roll with people who make racist ass jokes especially if you know they themselves are not really as racist as they sound all the time <laughs> i don't know harrison might be but he's so damn oh what we gonna do you can't uh, uh you can't change your stripes that old but they really do be going ham on each other and my question is why are we handing out fans with jesus name on them and i bet you i bet you those was a dollar a pop a dollar a pop for you to go to the library and xerox off that shit scheming she said i get the holy ghost every time the collection plate come around (laughs) like i show up to the house of worship i'm not building this house of worship so anyone who's ever been to a baptist church knows that it is five to six hours of your sunday okay the five minute bible reading to 45 minute uh song ratio is very off and then yeah it'd be like brunch time except there's no food around there's usually just snacks or maybe some really stale ass uh juicy juice that they passing off as something else yeah people be making dinner after the fact but i didn't sign up to spend this entire afternoon the one day i get off work to spend it with a whole bunch of people i really don't like or know in any great context and yes when you had to show up for this that the other thing at least my mama didn't make me do that she didn't have me sign up for no extra curricular activities i do remember i went to that pentecostal church now if you know anything about pentecostal church you know they speak in tongues I don't recommend it but this is when people would catch the holy ghost and 
that particular church and they would be on the ground it would be a lot going on and i'm like man why do i have to spend this hour because now i'm 16 i have to go upstairs and not with the kids that's downstairs and all they got to do is read the bible and talk about i mean that lady literally told me when i said i had my menstrual at 10 she's like god got a plan for you i said what what is that plan for me to get big ass tits and to have every truck driver that goes down the street wanting to pick me up that's not a plan that sounds like that's cruel and seriously what the fuck are we putting in our products nowadays (laughs) no 10 year old should ever have to experience that and then i go back to uh great britain times and like at 12 people was popping out babies and i'm like what the fuck am i talking about going back to the show though and somewhere where i was making a point i actually don't remember anymore (laughs) other than to say all of this makes an impression on Bo, and she's happy and she loves it and paul's like oh no our plan's not working and alicia's like oh i'm back in the church now sometimes alicia makes me feel like she black assimilates every time she's around black people and i don't know if it's because i don't always agree with things that come out of alicia's mouth and i'm not talking about just this episode i'm talking in the two seasons that i have known her but it does not seem to surprise me whatsoever that she'd be like oh yeah i'm in church for two seconds i'm back into it that's fine if you really did feel that way and you feel and you felt that way for a while but why all of a sudden when Bo decided to go you decided to give it like i know your sister has asked you would you go to church with me since you got back in town paul agrees that it's not the worst thing when they get home and talk about it because she now wants to continue to go to church take the kids to church with her this is something they're gonna do with aunt Didi. this is what they think of it as as a place to go where i can hang out with my family where there's some singing and then the music's kind of nice but it has nothing to actually do with the religious aspect of it and that's where i like the second part of this episode going which is paul's point of okay but it's also you need to have some context behind it because our kids do need to know i think it's a job as a parent to give both sides of that story and if you're going to introduce one then you need to be prepared to introduce the the other side of that especially if the parent other parent does not agree and his point is very relevant like um let's not forget the massacres in human history that religion and yes religion not people religion is responsible for uh the use of religion the way in which people use religion. i said not people but you know what i mean like it's all done in the name of religion and religion don't seem to ever condemn all the countless massacres and murders in human history like the i think he said the the spanish inquisition but we always bring up the spanish inquisition do you know how many fucking inquisitions there were there was a protestant inquisition (laughs) there was a catholic inquisition man the spaniards killed a lot of fucking protestants oh i guess that's the spanish inquisition but you know what i mean let's go back further in history the holy wars let's not go back to even what we were doing to christians because back then the gods were gods and not one god but everybody got really deep into the idea of one person and a personal connection like that sounds 10 times better than 
these people that we can never talk to we never get close to and we always got to watch someone really high on some twigs and shit uh saying stuff that apparently only you can hear and tell me because that's how they did religion before then so (laughs) if you do a course of history on religion you might feel like paul and a little concerned that his children are being told this sugar-coated cookie cutter tale and it's not encompassing some of the product uh, problematic context that religion does um come with it so then we have santi and johan who are wearing layers to prepare for hell and i could not stop laughing he's like why you got four sweaters on uh yeah because i'm hot she they think that they coming up because they put all them coats on and they found uh (laughs) some car keys she says she found some money they are trash and i love them both Bo is excited about church i love that she likes to talk to her friends i'm glad they brought the friends back because it they can't be really at school as much but having them do the little facetime conversation i thought that was really cute just to see them all she was like i know what church you went to (laughs) um and they tell her like oh it's cool to go there like we go there hang out it's a nice experience but you want to talk about what's in the text i'll read that shit (laughs) by the way the bible was written by monks who really hated women and if you don't believe that read the bible that's the thing i'll be like you know people at the pulpit they just skim through the shit and pick out the stuff that feel relevant they don't actually talk about some of the stales like that whole tale that paul gave at the table that's a real thing (laughs) that sounds crazy don't it yeah that's only in um that's probably no that's that's the old testament yeah the old testament's straight up barbarian so they sit down to dinner and alicia has now incorporated prayer and yeah i'd be a little miffed too if i was paul because you straight up could have gave me a heads up and what y'all did at the end of the episode is what you should have done like she come in and be like well i'm in prayer now and this is what we're doing so you just you can't be a dick about it but at the same time you ain't letting us be compromised about it you're just bum rushing your shit out here so if you're gonna tell the story you gotta tell the whole story (laughs) talking about where do kids go oh god protects all children you know that's not true he didn't even have to tell you that story from the bible for you to know that that's not true like that's a pretty blanketed answer that's why i don't like it but they both need to work on their tolerance because paul doesn't need to be such an asshole about it and they don't even and then the fact that alicia was like well johan prayed for his sister that's great but you don't even know why he prayed for his sister and that they're all doing it because they think they're going to hell anyway and they're preparing themselves you are i'm like with harrison at the end like great parenting guys y'all are falling on the ball when it comes to the younger two and but what did you expect you like oh i want you to answer my questions and then when you never get your answer you always stomping off you're so annoying santi's saying y'all need to stop sparing the rod on her then start eating her plate i swear to goodness i love this little girl paul learning alicia really sacrificed her faith for him like okay 
but i didn't lie about how i felt about religion <laughs> so i mean they were like we can figure it out and we don't have to stop doing sexy stuff because that's what he's mostly concerned about except nobody says sexy things like that but i get it i mean you can't put that on him you decided to act like you didn't feel the way that you felt about your faith or that you had to because he was of not the same ideas i mean that's a part of being in a relationship i was just having a conversation with someone online because i saw someone put in their dating profile mind you i'm a hundred percent on the side of jesus or something to that effect and to me that says that your life is encompassed by your religion it's not that you have religion in your life it is a great deal the most important part you wanted me to know about you in your dating profile i said swipe left because i don't want so i don't want to date someone that is that passionate about religion that means i might most like and it's usually the other way around i don't mind if you are really like if you go off the church on sunday and that's what you do on your sunday that's you boo i'm not about to trash that at all and i don't trash religious people like feel the way you feel i'm just gonna say the way i feel but whatever makes you feel good i mean as they were saying in this episode what can it hurt if you're an adult if you're a child i think that's where it gets a little wonky especially if you want to impress upon certain things on your children that's going to be a lot more conversations but i don't know um alicia if she felt that way she should have just been like okay i really do still believe the things that i do and if this is going to be a relationship then you have to allow for me to have this and own this and then at the end it seems like they actually had conversations but she went about it the wrong way she should have had a conversation first but he also could not have he could have been less of a dick he ain't gotta do it all in front of the children he could have waited until after they got done with dinner and been like okay look i love you and i'm happy that you have found your faith once again however you know i feel differently and if we're going to navigate this then we need to have these conversations together that's how that should have been handled but Didi had to come in and do they work for them because they need each other just to change a light bulb (laughs) and the fact that santi and johan were outside had found so much charcoal that they could light a bonfire and are prepared to do so when harrison rolls in and is like what are y'all doing we're gonna walk on coals to prepare ourselves for hell johan's gonna go first because he's stronger but he's like look you guys are good kids give me (laughs) the lighter and where did you get this gasoline and santi said i siphoned it from your ferrari she is going to be a hot mess diddy tells bo you know you got all these different books you're trying to find out all the answers you ain't gonna find it right now you ain't gonna find it right now and you need to just pick the version of the faith that works for you maybe you take a little bit from here maybe a little bit from there whatever makes your boat float whatever gets you through the existential crisis of life and death do you 
for me we're all stardust gifted with the unknown spiritual phenomenon of consciousness and that one day we'll all be stars again i will say that uh what did she say rostican rafikin whatever it looks like bob marley and weed is involved that might be a religion to check out as well let's jump into the feedback What up, Christina? It's Amy sending in feedback for The Den. Uh, we are on um, Mixed Dish Season 2, Episode 4, I believe. And then uh, this is uh, Season 3 of 911. I completely forgot to write down the episode number of everything, so I don't know. Um, I'll start with Mixed Dish. I didn't really care for this uh, episode too much. It was alright, but it wasn't one of my favorites there were of course moments when i laughed with santi of course because she's a mess um but for the most part it was all right um it was uh based based around religion um i guess paul was catholic growing up and uh alicia and uh Didi are christians baptists i think they said baptist and they go they went to church every sunday every what she said saturday and wednesday um and Dee still goes to church but since uh leisha met paul she stopped going and then they joined the commune and that was their religion i guess um and then rainbow wanted to go to her friend's potluck at a church and they were absolutely against it the whole time i'm thinking like like i feel like you're doing the same thing your parents did like they forced you to be religious and you're forcing your child to not be religious i i just couldn't understand how they didn't see the hypocrisy in that like my son uh has been to church with his friends before um he i feel like he must have felt the same way as i did because he i know he went i i know it wasn't catholic but they were white and then he went with a black friend so I let him pick what he wants. I am not religious. My stepfather was just like uh, Dee Dee and Alicia's uh, parents made us go all the time. I just, you know, it's hard for me to to have this concept of religion and being good when I see someone, you know, being hip- a hypocrite. Like you're in church hooping hollering talking about oh yes lord praise the lord and you're like a good person but i know that you're not and that's how i felt about my stepfather and my mom like i really felt like they were hypocrites like you guys drink all the time you like are yelling at each other you you beat your kids and i do think now that i'm an adult that we got beat because it was not just a spanking it was pretty extreme my mom used to slap us she used to throw stuff at us she used to punch us like it was pretty bad like i would never do that to my son and you know i, I don't judge people like if you you know there's those people that's like oh well that was what they did to me and i turned out fine i don't think you turned out fine but that's just my own personal opinion like i 
see the trauma that that pain inflicted it made me scared of them and I don't think your children should be scared of you they should feel like you, they can talk to you about stuff not that oh my god if I tell them they're gonna beat me like I want my son to feel like I'll be disappointed if he does something bad but I don't want him to be petrified that I'm gonna beat the shit out of him like that's not something that I personally would want for my son so I like I said I don't um I I don't believe in organized religion and and you know throughout history you could see all of the uh all the wars and the chaos and everything that was done in the name of religion that was not very very nice to to humankind so you know I have this whole gripe with religion and that's that's on me but I'm not gonna force that on my kid and I feel like that's what they were doing um I will say black churches are long as shit and it annoys the crap out of me that they can't get it together and have a normal like organized time like we don't have to be there for six hours like seriously what the hell's wrong with y'all um what else um I did think Dee Dee was funny in this episode when she was talking about that one lady <laughs> and she was like you gotta run in your sock I was like she's so petty but I'm not gonna lie I laughed um and then I I don't know why it always surprises me that Harrison keeps showing up at, at you know these family things like whether it's for Alicia's side or not like he's always there <laughs> And I guess we know that, that him and Dee Dee not going to smash. Or at least they want us to believe that. I just, it just surprised me that he showed up to the church. Like, we knew you was just going to say something out of pocket. You know, something subtly racist. Or blatantly racist. It just depends on his mood. Um, and then freaking Santi. And I don't know why. Johan is the oldest one between Santi and him but he always listening to Santi like I feel like she's like two or three years younger than him and he really be listening to her taking her word as gospel like what is wrong with y'all like lions of sin we gotta go to hell well we gotta get used to being hot and then why were they at the church taking folks jacket and not near parent notice y'all really be focused on the wrong shit <laughs> I don't understand they walk out of that place with 16 jackets on a piece you walked in here with one where you got all these jackets from whose jackets are you taking how you get home and ain't nobody noticed you stole all them jackets like i swear who they be paying attention to rainbow and forgetting that they got two other kids i don't understand and um i just i don't get it and rainbow really need to stop lying and stop trying to sneak out because she's terrible at it i mad she literally got caught and still tried to walk like they see you not invisible honey we see you lord have mercy but i guess she really want to go to church so whatever um i don't have nothing else to say about this episode it was all right um i watched it but it wasn't the best it was okay um like i said a couple funny moments but for overall i it like you know if I ever rewatched this see this uh show I would probably skip this episode um so on to um 911 first of all Christina I wanted to point out that we got the rest of the story in this episode you I feel like 
granted you were right but you just made assumptions based off them having another kid that they were using that kid for parts we didn't know how Daniel died we didn't know how old he was like we assumed that picture was the most recent that they had of him before he died but we didn't know any of that until this episode that picture could have been taken and he could have technically been older than uh, Maddie like we didn't know anything about him and you were just like trying to drag me and shy because we (laughs) didn't just jump to grim reaper like you did like we were using the information in front of us to determine like i don't understand why they were like this and you know after seeing the way buck was and the way he acts like i still don't understand why they couldn't tell him that he had a brother that died like granted he he was made for parts but just not acknowledging that he existed just seems fucking stupid and then like not making him a child box like why you ain't just put him up for adoption after he didn't his body parts didn't successfully cure daniel like y'all such fucking weirdos like i don't that don't make sense to me like they clearly like even with uh maddie like they don't they clearly don't know how to be parents but I don't know that that's necessarily Daniel's fault like he could have existed for all we know like Buck might have existed too I don't know but let's just say Buck didn't exist it the outcome from Daniel probably would have been the same because y'all are the same parents like it'd be different if they deliberately treated Buck like shit and Maddie was their favorite but it seems like they were pretty bad parents and I don't know if I'm supposed to believe that it was because Daniel died like that's I know that's what Maddie said because she before that but it's just like they had their moments when uh you know Buck kept hurting himself and like that I I guess but for the most part like when they when they their kids did something they didn't like they just didn't react like they should have and I and I just find it hard to believe that I'm supposed to just make the assumption that that was because of their grief like like Daniel couldn't have been perfect he was only seven when he got to be a certain age he was bound to disappoint them why couldn't I believe that he would have they would have treated him the same way as they treated Maddie and Buck like I I don't know um I just like the whole thing like first of all I just don't understand how Buck is even alive (laughs) he did some reckless ass shit and the fact that Maddie would smile and clean him up do you see how bloody this teenage boy's face is he could have killed himself several times and you dabbing it with a daggone towel look at his face girl can you at least tell him to stop like what I just I feel like she knew what he was doing and she just let him what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) she's so damn stupid (laughs) um let me look through my notes here wrote in my notes that I just feel like Buck's parents look really old like I know it's the same actor and actress but like they got a younger looking Maddie like they probably should have got a younger looking uh parents because I don't know I I just couldn't focus on anything that was being said because all I could see was this old ass lady and this old ass man with a wig on it's supposed to make them look young it didn't make them look young they still look old (laughs) it was pretty tragic um I like and I talked about how (laughs) I don't understand how Buck was even alive like when uh what is oh my god 
I can't remember who said it. Someone was like, how are you not dead yet? I was like, I really feel like that's a good question. Like the motorcycle. Like we saw how many times he almost died on the line of duty. We had no idea how it was before that. And those are just the ones we know. Like when he was traveling the country, I'm sure he got himself fucked up then too. Like Buck is a hot ass mess. He really truly should not have no more lives left. It's ridiculous. How How is he still alive? Um, I will say that I really think the actor Oliver Stark, I think is how you say his name. Um, he did a really good job in this. And so did Jennifer Love Hewitt. I've always thought she was a good actress. I know there was like a run in my like teenage years, preteens, teenage years when she kept being on shows and they would get canceled. So people were acting like she was cursed. But I always thought she was a good actress. Um, whether it was movie or TV, I always thought she did good. <laughs> um, but I don't know why. It was just them together. They did really, really good in this Um episode and they i'm not gonna lie they had me in my fields and buck being sad as hell i won't lie it was uh it was emotional i was i i can remember literally crying a couple of times but there was a lot of scenes where i was like teary-eyed i don't i don't know it just it was really it's a really good episode and then uh at the end after he you know was trying to get that I don't know what that contraption was that fell on that last worker in that warehouse and he was trying to get it off and then all of them joined him and pull it off like that shit got to be too and then he was sitting on the back of the ambulance and then Bobby was talking to him and then Athena came I was like you know what Buck you don't need them raggedy ass people that that burst you you got two parents right there and from now on I don't care what no one says in my mind Athena and Bobby are Buck's parents that's where I'm gonna go with this you know you got a sister Maddie and you got Athena and Bobby that's that's your family right there I and then you could adopt Christopher when Eddie die <laughs> I hope he don't die I was thinking about what you said Christina and I think what they could do is they could make him go like get like re-enlisted or something not re-enlisted he could be drafted into whatever because he's in the military they could make him do that de- deploy that's what I'm looking for I don't know what they would say and how that would work, but they don't necessarily have to kill him. I just, I mean, Christopher already lost his mom. I don't literally want him to be an orphan. And I feel like if he's deployed, it would be more likely that they would want him to stay where he is. And that means that his parent, his Eddie's parents, I think they're in Texas. They won't feel the need to make them like, you know, that won't be an obstacle. Like they got to come steal him or steal him isn't the right word we're gonna we're gonna take him because he doesn't belong here with you buck he belongs in texas with his family i don't know if that's gonna happen i mean honestly i feel like i'm okay if eddie stays i'm okay if he goes i don't think what he did was a fireable offense um but i mean i i am much different type of a person I feel like whether you say the word nigga or you think it like it's not going to affect me. I'm not going to change your opinion of the word. There's nothing I can do to make you not feel however you feel. If you racist, you racist. And yes, some people can change, but most people don't want to. So, you know, (laughs) I don't want your fake apology. Like you're going to say sorry and keep your job. I don't want it. So to me, it's whatever. Like I really I don't have a preference. I think it was ridiculous for him to get on social media and try to 
excuse his 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 thing and then come back with a fake apology like that stuff annoys me i feel like just stand in your truth if that's how you feel that's how you feel don't backpedal and that's the thing that annoys me like the whole top tim uh ted cruz thing if i was rich and i was in an area where there was no power it was freezing especially texas you're not used to it why not leave like you know you left we know you left stop giving us these stupid ass fake excuses like you all all you're doing now is is um is making me think that you think i'm dumb enough to believe that and that's insulting to my intelligence and and i don't want to hear it like so honestly i feel like at this point you know like he's clearly on the show i i would be okay if he stays i don't want christopher to be parentless he only has his dad so um yeah i i think i'm done i'm gonna end it here so um until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out um i know uh what is it called new amsterdam is coming back in march so hopefully i can't wait for that to come back i don't even remember what happened last so yeah it'll be nice to have that show back so i can't wait to hear what you guys have to say bye that was queen mimi with her thoughts on these two episodes so i'm surprised that you didn't like mix this as much i thought this would be for you but like i said i think i was having a lot of nostalgia on this episode maybe the the religious aspect caused you to have some ptsd in the other direction you just wasn't down with the whole entire conversation and then how the parents were having that or handling that for the most part um i will say what did you say about um (laughs) about how they you know were trying they're being hypocritical by not or telling them that she has to be non-religious i can see that um definitely because they're poignantly not giving her the choice and that's kind of where i was at the same way it's like yeah i'm not religious i'm not going to pretend that i'm religious if you come up to me i'm gonna be like i'm not religious but if you said i want to go to church with grandma i'm like deuces i got me some free time go on spend all five hours up in that church girl praise the lord do what you got to do all i ever asked for my mama is to give fucking permission because she'll be telling her i'll be like do you go to church why are you like my mom's one of those hypocritical church people every time something happens she's like it's because the lord did it and i'm like no motherfucker i did <laughs> the lord did not <laughs> he got me if you want to in your context he got me up this morning he did not make me do a goddamn thing i did it myself if i'm supposed to be given choices in this then i chose to go to work today i chose to do my job well i chose certain things so stop giving my credit to the lord that's where i be having problem with them people all the time <laughs> with the hypocritical religious aspect folks and that you're absolutely right that's why i have a problem with organized religion and i'm glad that they did use at least the term in this episode of organized religion because there is the idea of religion and it's not following any of the rules like yeah i believe in god and that's your religion if that's what you want to feel and I, and I try not to do the worst things possible every single day yeah that in itself can be like yeah that's your religion that's it doesn't even need to be called religion that's your life philosophy that's your life philosophy is that i'm gonna do good when i can do good i'm gonna try to always do better and that i'm going to not 
or be a basic human being by not murdering assaulting (laughs) setting any fires doing anything illegal trying to hurt people just to hurt people being spiteful there's a lot of evil people in the world and that's where i'm like i know i'm not one of those evil people so if i'm really just because i said you know what i have questions i'm automatically going to hell that doesn't sit right with me and that's why i have to step away from organized religion but you can't make that decision from anybody they have to make it itself and that girl all she said was like you said i want to go to a potluck she wasn't even thinking to go about jesus she was going to get that food first and foremost because that's how they get you in the door (laughs) come get these apple pies come get this rumor pie sounds so disgusting but that that it is a lure it can be a cult and yes you can see why paul would be concerned especially about the little ones rainbow i would have said let that girl figure her life out she about to go through so many phases this is only one (laughs) wait until she gets to her college phase maybe my mom told me the other day everyone has a lesbian phase i said what (laughs) she'll just be coming with shit up out your mouth sometimes she cracks me up she should be a sitcom i think shy said that and i was like no because then no <laughs> sometimes like if you trash don't put that shit on tv that's not okay that just it just allows all of america to judge you i will do that myself and whoever listens to this podcast <laughs> um I did laugh with her sneaking out because that made me because there's always that creak man it does not matter where you are in a house and when you try to sneak around and you know you've had that moment and then just the her having the the thing the clothes on underneath i said i think that was just down memory lane and that's why i loved it so much her going in the closet with the phone because <laughs> we used to do stupid shit like that like why are we in here like no one can hear our conversation but we want a private place to have a a talk but you know it's a it's a court phone so it's no there's no court list so you only have so much distance between where you can go for privacy so in the closet in the laundry room <laughs> it's the best she could do <laughs> and then the four-way calls oh oh memories memories and then she mentioned stockings i'm like i ain't had stockings on in so long and we were talking about this offline how your trifling ass pants back in the day you would have stockings as your headscarf because they for some reason wouldn't go out and spend 2.99 1.99 hell 99 damn cents on a head wrap they got you wearing fucking stockings they got so many holes in them did you ever have like a sock bag we used to have sock bags garbage bags of socks and you'd be like go find a mate i'm like how fucking lazy do you gotta be that you throw all these socks in the fucking bag and you just don't made them up <laughs> that's why i used to call my home the plantation <laughs> y'all is about to be like christy just shut up i know it's late and i'm just telling all of it but um on to the next episode because you ain't trying to give me my credit okay i see you i feel you okay i wasn't clowning i was just more like oh we didn't make y'all didn't make that logical leap in what i was already sussing out and yes it was confirmed in this episode you're right and maybe that's just my mind but i'm just gonna tell you right now i got a phd in human nature boo i got a phd 
I saw that shit coming from 14 miles away. I saw that shit last week and the week before. The minute she was telling Chimney there was a secret, I knew all of this. I was figuring it out. It made sense. You was born, like I was calculating the math. I was doing the numbers. I, you can't knock my degree and not give me my credit just because, you know, the game is strong. I mean, why he would be mad though and why the parents wouldn't tell him I think that's just a disconnect thing for you because I would feel bad me personally I think it's their guilt now do I completely agree with you that they're trash ass parents I don't like them whatsoever I don't care what the hell they saying out of their mouths they failed on every level that you fail as a parent but it also wouldn't be easy or want to be acknowledged that hey like going back even to what was he fucking like 10 when he was riding that back bike eight or nine ten somewhere between those ages you don't think he recall those conversations where she'd be like he looks just like him like all that guilt that she probably did for way too long and then they just said forget about it and then they told themselves it wasn't their fault and then they're in denial and this is why you be having fucked up white kids that never understand <laughs> where their life went wrong and it usually begins with their parents but bone marrow transplant is also very painful oh you're a nurse you know um i read up on it because uh it was something i wanted to learn about and it is like it can cause a pain in their bones and they did this to a fucking three-year-old child if not three like i'm thinking it's three-year ordeal before he died so if they had him nine months so like from one to three they was really man you're a tool at that point and then how do you go from i have to love the child that looks just like the other child that died and then i didn't even like you were meant to save him and you didn't like maybe afterwards they were going to reconcile that and say you know we're all a family we can love but because the child died everybody's looking and they passed town like y'all ain't shit for what y'all did but they instead of letting people decide like they everything they were i was trying to feel what they were saying to a certain extent because it is difficult losing a child i can't imagine as a parent what kind of psychological trauma how that would affect me but if you love your child then you start to make sacrifice or you start to think about their well-being even if you're not the person like i said earlier for them in that moment and then years later you do something about it you just don't say oh i'm guilty i shouldn't have done that but then decide well it's all your fault and you left and and you're just making excuses to justify your own behavior and that's where i can see the parents just they don't want to put it out there that it's their fault that they're to blame that they were terrible parents to both of their children after their son died that's what their life became about and they could not course correct it and when they even thought to care about evan it was too damn late because those early child development years are very important and i think that's all i had the notes to say um why did i write this white people have kids after college oh because you were saying they looked old because <laughs> they had the thing i was like they probably was already old by the time they had evan i mean i would say 
Uh, they probably started around their late 30s. So, uh, I was okay. I didn't pay too much attention to that. But that's funny now that you pointed it out. That they changed the Maddie and Buck actress, but then kept the parents the same. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. They just grade a little bit. <laughs> Let's get into Shy's feedback. Hey, Christina. It's me, Shy. I am here to talk about The Den, which is Nick's Dish and 911 for this week. Um, I don't know what episodes they are. They are, I forget. <laughs> but yes, I am here to discuss those. Um, I enjoyed both these episodes um, for different reasons. Obviously, Nick's Dish was funny and 911 was very heartwarming story. Um, I didn't realize up until this episode of 911, I'll talk about 911 first, that we didn't get Buck's backstory. I guess because throughout the years we've gotten, or throughout the seasons I should say, we've heard so much about his life prior to, you know, everything that I felt like I already knew most of what happened, you know, what was going on. For instance, Maddie and the Doug situation. And, you know, how his parents were. He talks about that all the time. Maddie and him talk about it. So, I felt, you know, I had a good grasp on what his story was, his life was like prior to um, joining the fire, um, the firehouse. But it was still um, good to see that, though. I mean, because I enjoyed it still just to get that and see how close him and Maddie were and and I and I love the casting for the young their younger selves, you know, just to get that more in depth story. Um, now that the parents are there, you know, they have they cast the parents and stuff like that. So I really I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, I will say this though, I heard what you said in your last podcast. Um, you were I, you were correct in regards to. You know, Buck was, they conceived Buck in order to save Daniel because Daniel was sick. Um, He had leukemia and um, none of them were matches. So they conceived Buck to hopefully be a match and he was and all that stuff. I get all that and I, and I hear your, your reasoning for why they would keep that a secret but I must disagree. <laughs> I still don't think that should have been a secret. And I and and I'll tell you why. Um and and the end of the episode when he was confronting his parents well, not confronting them, when he was talking to his parents and they said what they said about he was born to save lives, a save a life, and he's doing that now. Again, obviously they didn't know he was going to be a firefighter and all that stuff when he was younger. But that's the point is that they could have still um, used that as a positive. And I mean, I work with families. I work with kids that go through trauma, whether it be because of their family situation, the dysfunction in their families and all that good stuff. And so not good stuff, but all that stuff. And the one thing I will say is you can turn a negative situation, not all the time, but, you know, spin it in a way to where it's less traumatic, is less um, 
or it could be positive, whatever the case may be. Um, so in this case, I feel like the problem wasn't the fact that they conceived um, Buck to try to save Daniel to see if he was a match. The problem was everything that happened afterwards. So, and when I say that, I mean the fact that they kept Daniel a secret in the first place is a problem. The fact that they treated him the way they did is a problem. Those were the issues. Not so much that he was conceived to try to save his brother, because the fact of the matter is, it was a success. He was born a match, so he could have saved his brother. And, you know, the fact that his brother died and it didn't work for whatever, whatever reason, I don't remember if they explained why it didn't work. Maybe it was too late. Maybe he was too far gone by the time Buck was born. Um, I don't know. But him, that, him just being conceived for that reason alone isn't the issue. So that's where I, that's why I still don't think it's, um, the secret made sense because you can always at the appropriate time, because obviously he's not, you know, you're not going to tell, you know, him when he's small, small, just let him know about his brother, talk about the brother, you know, make it normal, make it, you know, it happens in families, you know, siblings die, kids die. So it's not like, you know, it doesn't happen and at the appropriate time you you can explain to Buck what happened and then spin it in the way that they just did just now you know you're special you did this blah 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 but it only works if they treated Buck differently and again that's where I'm talking about the issue isn't that he was conceived to to try to save his brother the issue is how the parents treated him and Maddie, but I mean, Buck is the one that's um, having the most issues with it uh, in regards to um, the effects it had on him. The issue is they treated him a certain way most of his life. He felt some, he felt a certain way. And I think he mostly felt that way is because there was this big secret that was hovering over the family this dark secret that they made a dark secret because it didn't even have to be a dark secret and so that's what I think so I don't agree that they should have kept this a secret I should I think they should have been open and honest with him um I think they should have talked about Daniel yes it's traumatic and it's it's um it's a hard thing to go through um the death of a child but it's still something that it happened and and that's to me is the problem the secret is the problem as to why buck felt the way he did all his life so that's my thing so i feel this is a dumb secret because they should have told him um when he was younger and they should have worked through it and but again part of the process as well is the parents being loving parents, you know, getting through therapy, go to therapy, work through your grief, you know, be there for your children. So, uh, so I do blame the parents. I think they went about that whole thing wrong. So there's that. Um, but I enjoy that 
episode a lot. Um, I don't even know what else happened. That was like the main thing that I, you know, got out of that whole thing. But he did, you know, end up forgiving his parents because, again, it, it, it's the the way they explained it was a positive. So you know, anyway. So I just think that that dragged on way too long. That secret is dumb. Um, what else? I don't remember anything anything else happening in this one that stands out. Um, yeah, they went to a fire. Um, and Buck got caught up because he was distracted. You know, I guess you know he was in his feelings about everything that went on, the big betrayal. But again, like I said, he forgave everyone, and I loved. I mean, I I really enjoy after seeing this backstory of you know him and Maddie's relationship. It just made me um, appreciate their relationship more now, even though I've, I've seen them as being close. It just it just solidified that for me. I really love their relationship and their closeness. And just to see how it developed through time, it just made it even more special. Um, so that's 911. As for Mixed Dish, this one had me cracking up per usual. Um, I enjoyed this one. I actually thought about you, Christina, when I was watching it because of, you know, the stuff you would say about religion and church and stuff like that through out your podcast and stuff so yeah this one brought back memories for me um but my family was more of course I was raised in a single parent household but my mom was more Alicia and so she was raised in the church one every week I wasn't um my mom we only went on certain occasions special occasions um Easter you know to name one um so we were those types of <laughs> we were those folks um that you know the pastor would talk about that would uh make our way to church <laughs> on Easter Sunday so um but yeah that was uh that was my life and um yeah I mean, I I got more into the church as an adult um, than when I was a child. I was baptized as an adult. So, yeah, we were were not the week to week. And I think probably for the same reasons why Alicia and Paul originally weren't going to church. But I'm not sure. You know, my mom had me when she was a teenager. So I don't know if that was that rebellion stage or that rebellion phase of her life. Um... But yeah, um, I thought, I'm like, why is Harrison going to church? That man, no, he, he don't need to be going to that church. He was cracking me up in this episode. I'm like, really? He's like, why is Rick James on the fan? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, uh, okay. He's like, no, that's black Jesus. Jesus isn't black. Uh, with he, Jesus is white. He turned wine he turned water into wine, not Henny. I'm like, oh God, this man is so inappropriate. Why am I laughing at him? <laughs> but yeah, I did laugh. I'm not gonna lie, I busted out laughing. I'm like, this dude is off the chain, off the chain. Um, I will say that again, Paul and Alicia being the extra cells, so that's gonna be per usual, per episode. 
but you know I, I'm, I'm gonna have to side eye Alicia a little bit on this one not so much that she went to church and you know got caught up and wanted and it you know she wanted to start going again that's on her I mean that was her feeling so she's valid in her feelings my thing is that she was disregarding Paul's feelings in this one and what I mean by that is you know when they sat down for dinner they usually say you know what have you done to make the world a better place today that kind of thing they usually don't say grace and he goes to sit at the table and uh, everybody's starting to say grace and he's looking around like what's going on I felt like that was inappropriate I'm I'm like if you're gonna change a tradition a family tradition what y'all something you and Paul agreed upon is a tradition in your family I feel like you need to discuss that with him you don't just bring it on him at the dinner table so I thought that was inappropriate I'm like really and of course the, they had their moment at the table but of course I'm like well it, you discussed it like you're supposed to like y'all typically do like y'all did before y'all came back to the real world um y'all discuss things and uh, agreed upon things and then y'all would go to the family with the united front but here it's like yeah you got mom doing one thing dad doing another thing the kids looking like and of course we saw what Bo did she just raised her head up in frustration and left the table um so that's I'm like yeah you, you you guys are on one accord you're confusing the kids this is something y'all should be going to y'all rooms or wherever talk one-on-one come to some type of agreement and then go face the kids together as a united front so I didn't I thought Alicia was in the wrong for doing it the way she did I mean she was valid in her feelings in regards to you know she wanted to go back to church she wanted she got that feeling and it it, it was calling to her so that was her prerogative to want to do that but I feel like she should have had a conversation with Paul uh, and before she started making any drastic decisions for the family I'm sure there's more I can say, but those are the two main things, a few main things I wanted to highlight in this one. Um, Yes, Denise was funny as usual, you know, being the typical church-going, judgmental person. (laughs) So, and I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I remember the times I did go to church. I'm like, that was the thing that got me about church was how long church was when I was a kid I felt like I was in church forever forever (laughs) it's like how long is church and so I think they've gotten better over the years with that because I'm like dang I don't think church should for kids or now or now they separate they have children's church they didn't used to have children's church when I was a kid so we would have to suffer with our parents and so at least they got smart about that and you know had a separate um have separate church for kids now to where it's more on their level more age appropriate (laughs) because yeah that was I thought it was torture and that's what turned probably would turn my mom against church too which is why we were raised the way we were anyway um that's all I got um yeah that's it 
So until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. That is my shyness with her thoughts on this episode. So until I'm gonna get into 911 first, I'm or second, I'm gonna get into mixes first, cause hilarious. Uh, yes, I love that we all have the same experience of why the hell is church so long. The difference between you and me though is we did have ch- uh, separation of church, right? So if you were anywhere, well, it depends on what class. Like they had the toddler class, then they had the one class where you were like high school, all high schoolers had to go to the big church, uh, which was upstairs and torturous. Then downstairs, um, they had, I mean, basically most you did was just read out of the bible (laughs) and conversate about yourself about stuff that it it, it was terrible as well but um it was still long there was no separation of the powers of being long you did whatever you did you had to take that damn bus every let's just not have that but yes a lot of memories from this particular episode i'm glad you with me uh about alicia and how she handled the situation because she brought that shit out of left field <laughs> and then you just can't expect someone in 24 hours to be like oh okay so that we're doing this now and then your kids are jumping on it and they don't even fully understand what they're jumping on and you ain't even trying to have no respect on where we were like yesterday <laughs> so he was being extra at the table and then as far as uh both flouncing off she knew this the minute before she like she thought she got mom on her side okay but you knew how dad feel or felt so why do you want to bring up brand i just be over both sometimes (laughs) and then going back to okay 911 so i did not agree that they should have kept the secret i didn't believe that at all my comprehension of is of the reasons why they told themselves they should keep it a secret i would have personally exactly what you said you did not need to make it so bad by just well and when he was age appropriate letting him know but additionally you know showing the boys some love but it doesn't seem as if from the time he got at least to his 10 year old years 11 i'm gonna say between 8 and 10 they were at that point in their in their relationship in their life whatever the case may be they were not showing that boy love eight years after the fact and they ain't got nothing to do well that has everything to do with the guilt from the conception and that's where i'm going to go into because i don't think i'm explaining it right and i will go into actually what they call this it's called um savior baby that's what he is he's a savior baby so there is actually a very controversial issue um it's actually debated between doctors and parents alike it's an ethical argument about conceiving a child to save another uh there's worries of possible exploitation of the child potential adverse psychological effects on the child being born not for itself but to save another and the possible future emotional reaction of the savior sibling upon discovery that they were born solely to save the child or the life of the recipient rather than being quote-unquote wanted for reasons other than transportation so knowing that this is an ethical argument and then going back to what the parents were saying how everyone was looking at them like no you shouldn't have made and this was like what 15 29 years ago this ain't 2020 
where people don't even um where they still was thinking women shouldn't have opinions um (laughs) we could vote but I i can see again not justifying it because that's all the stuff like they should have moved like when he went and said the words of oh we moved to try to make a fresh start well then you should have made a fresh start but you took all of that baggage with you and you never dealt with it and then you made it your child your child's responsibility which only compounded the issue at hand there's no it's not to say that buck may not have always felt any adverse side effects for being born the way in which he was born it sounds simplistic in our mind because of course why would and he as an adult and as a fireman that saves people can get it but he also could have been someone like well you never fucking wanted me and as a person that is kind of okay psychologically or you think is okay psychologically I don't want to tell you this news because then that might turn you into a different direction so it's a debate they did not make the right choice and they didn't make the right choices afterwards but the problem in itself is an actual I think that's why I'm kind of like going at the where they started and how it became such a compound issue where it became this terrible secret but it was always going to be a terrible secret no matter where it came out it would have been better received however if you were parents that showed your child that they were indeed loved so when they did find out that they were a baby that was conceived to save someone else then they know or whatever psychological effect comes from that they have the support needed afterwards but the parents were selfish and they focused on their own feelings of guilt and their own type of uh you know grief and completely ignored their children so i just wanted to caveat that uh being that you know i don't agree at all like the parents are the worst (laughs) but i know or at least i can visualize how they got there some other studies um like many parents as well as doctors have problems with savior baby savior babies siblings uh parents are faced with two decisions pray for their sick child to heal or be bumped on the transplant list or to conceive a child for one specific purpose to save the sick child the problem is that it's almost a lose-lose situation parents either let their child die or conceive another for spare parts which in turn would make parents feel guilty for not doing everything in their power to save their sick child or the donor will figure out it's a means of conception and suffer psychological issues from that parents and savior siblings study who were pursuing tissue typing uh, stated that regardless of the outcomes they would feel as if they had tried everything Uh, the study also stated that no matter the outcome parents always had some trace of regret and unresolved thinking of what if we had done things differently so it's a altogether fucked up situation that they just didn't make better because they were never able to and they didn't get the psychological help that they needed they're talking about they went to therapy after the fact 40 years and then the therapist didn't really tell you because you know you didn't tell the whole story because the therapist would have said why don't you reach out to your children and do the right thing now because that would have been the first bit of advice so i did want to uh clarify that i hope that's uh uh settled up there 
and i think that's pretty much it what we got on the feedback it is 12 19 definitely time to put my child in the bed she probably thinking like she forgot about me let me go put her ass in the bed right now and then we're gonna get this uh sucker published so if you want to send feedback on the next two episodes of uh mixed dish and 911 you can send it to blackgirlcouch@gmail.com, or you can comment below on this conversation and in that section my social media will be there as well don't forget to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black magic